You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by my friends uh, Sean and Chris. How are y'all doing? I'm sober. Not as fun <laughs> as the last time. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I'm good. Good deal. Uh, so continuing on, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, continuing on, we uh, everyone uh, we kind of did a, a random pull for uh, an order list, and everyone picked a book, and we're going through it. And this month's book was Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, uh, and this was your pick, right, Chris? My All right. Um, so w- why did you pick this book? Um, so I watched the show. It's a um, Netflix picked it up and I follow some people on Instagram who are really into book talk or book gram or whatever it is. And they were like up leading up to the premiere. It was like, Oh my goodness, we're so excited. They did this and they did that and they did this. And then I'm like, okay, so this is a book I didn't know. And I'm like, I watched the series. I really liked it. And then I heard it was nothing like the book. So I'm like, let's find out why. Because of the way they did the storyline in this show is different than how the books, uh, the book series is laid out. So how's the, okay, so not giving away too much. I mean, we're, Mm -hmm. we're, you know, we are, you know, spoiler territory for the books, but how much did they change? So the, the Grisha universe or Grisha world is broken up into two different series. So the first set is a trilogy. Um, and then the last two are uh, a duology. Um, and they're called Six of Crows, I think. So what they did in the show is they combined the first book um, of the Grisha, of Shadow and Bone and the first book of the duology of Six of Crows together in the storyline. Okay. So, yeah, so they did that because I did hear some people complaining about it, why they didn't understand and stuff. I'm like, this is kind of great because it's a huge, it's a wonderful, I don't know, opening of the world and lots of points of view and lots of things happening. I thought it was great. So I'm like, why is it so much different than the book? And how is it different? And what did they keep from the book and in the movie, uh, in the show? And from the first book, they've kept a lot of it in, actually. I wonder if they did that thinking about the book. I wonder if they did that because there really aren't a lot of characters in this book, to be honest with you. Like it really settles around focuses on a few select characters and they may have thought this is not a big enough cast to. Oh, it wouldn't have been if they just stuck with um, just Elena's little universe because it's her point of view. So um, yeah. And they did different things like they, they showed, um, they did a scene um, with Mal and his two buddies when they mm-hmm. go for the stag. They did that. And in the book, it's only mentioned, like Mal only talks about it. And then the yeah. show actually did the whole scene and played it out and everything. And it was really good. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that would make sense. So, um, well, let's, let's go ahead and just start off with our usual, what were your and quick, some, you know, quick summation. Uh, did you enjoy the book or not? Me? Yeah, I I thought it was no, having watched the whole series and knowing what I know about it, I was really interested to see what the producers and writers decided to play around with. And I liked it because I can see it all in my head from the show. So I mm-hmm. can see all the sets and the 
costumes and the stack, like everything I can see in my head and I can see the characters and stuff. So it's nice. Um, however, I don't like Elena. <laughs> I she reminds me of Bella from Twilight. And I had a hard time with Bella from Twilight after about the second book. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're tortured. You're clumsy. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not that type of girl. It's like, oh, I'm tired of this. I need somebody else's point of view. Yeah. Uh, um, before I get into mine, let's get Sean. What were your initial thoughts? Yes, <laughs> please tell us what you think. I I did not like this book, and like Chris really hinted on it. I could not stand Alina, the main character. Just uh-huh. the first half of the book, she's that I, I, like I hate characters that when confronted with the facts, mm-hmm. deny it yep. or want to overlook it. Does mm-hmm. it sound like any particular country out there, listeners? Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely drives me nuts. And Alina did that the whole first half of the book and it just tainted me for the rest of it the other thing that i kind of like but i didn't like was yeah this book is all through alina's perspective either first or third person but it's all her perspective Mm -hmm. so the story itself like they talk about this magical kingdom and but they only give you glimpses because it's all through Alina's perspective. Um, it's it's like the equivalent of looking at a huge ocean, but you're skipping a rock across it, so you're only touching on it mm-hmm. sporadically. Mm-hmm. So you know there's more there. You know there's a lot of depth there and all that, but you're not seeing it. And that. I liked it because I knew there was going to be more depth or something like that, but I didn't like it because they weren't giving it to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want to learn more. It's unlike like Wheel of Time or Game of Thrones or something like that, where you got multiple perspectives and you get more of the world built. Mm-hmm. You don't have that for this one. And other some other authors, like I find in science fiction, that works pretty good. Not so much for the fantasy. And I, I found that with this novel. I think it's the genre, too, because this is like a teen yeah. book. It's so gen- it it's like epic light is what it basically is. Yeah. So and so that kind of turned me off, too. So I was like, I hate the main character. And it felt like there should be more in the story. <laughs> like, she, the author gives a lot, but it's a lot of little things and you're like well you could really expand on this or the politics here it'd be nice to know this or something like that and yeah you didn't get that so i'm i'm gonna stop with this book (laughs) i'm not gonna carry on with the series i'm going okay yeah so i'll get to that in a second so uh, overall i enjoyed it i think i'm probably going to be right here in the middle uh between you two um there were things that I were I was expecting to happen because I did know that it was a a um, young adult book. So when the book starts off and and we start going down certain roads and uh, we get certain characters involved, I'm just like, oh crap, this is this is going to be this. 
And I kept kind of waiting. And then we get a turn. And when it becomes very stark, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, at that point, I actually had more hope for it. I was like, oh, okay, so so that's this is not going to do what I thought it was going to do. So I actually thought, okay, well, this might actually work out. I might actually be able to follow with this. Uh, so uh, as we go through here, I am going to ask Chris, um, because I'm playing with the idea of, of going on, but depending on what you tell me, I, uh, I, I may or may not continue on. It, it just kind of depends. So, um, so that being said, um, you'll have to kind of fill in. So our, our main character, uh, uh, Elena is she, it's her and her, well, like, they're not brother or sister or anything, but they're kind, they kind of act like brother and sister. They're oh, orphans. They're best yeah. Yeah. They're best friends. And yeah. they are both, um, map makers. Essentially. No, she's a map maker. He's a tracker. He's a tracker. That's right. Okay. So, uh, they're good friends. They've, you know, they've grown up together. They were in an orphanage. They were tested to see if they had special abilities. Uh, nothing came up there. So they've gone through and lived their lives and they're pretty much just kind of, you know, members of this, uh, of this, you know, army or whatever that that's part of, you know, the world or whatever. And the big thing about it is in their world, there's this huge area that was eaten up by, essentially like a a dark cloud and within the dark cloud everything died and there's monsters and stuff and they're trying to actively get to other lands through it and it's a harrowing and you know thing that happens or whatever and so uh they're going through it and some of the monsters attack and uh she manages to save her friend and it uh by creating this you know monster ball of light and so everyone's like well how the hell did that happen like later on she literally wakes up what happened blah 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 and they're like you did this you did this and come to find out she's a light bringer is that what they called her summoner a light summoner, summoner. light summoner yeah. sun summoner sun yes summoner. there you go sun summoner so um so she's a sun summoner and the the rest of and then so she's she's taken into this this group or whatever there's like they have to smuggle her back to the main capital because uh, she's she would she's so rare she's like she's going to be like such a key part to the politics and everything going on you know in the future of this book so they have to smuggle her back and then she starts meeting people and uh, you know she gets basically classied up or whatever she figures out that um, oh okay and so at this point she also meets uh, the darkling and so yeah. the darkling is a guy and. His grandfather's the one that actually caused the problem or whatever, and he's trying to correct it. And so um, she gets introduced to him, and he's like her. She's like his protege, and they're, uh, uh, you know, he's showing her off or whatever. And he's like, hey, you know, they're trying to figure out how to unlock her powers. His mother is like, um, is like she doesn't have it you know she keeps trying to tell you know this isn't going to work or whatever he's like no no it's going to work i can find a special amplifier that are basically the antlers of this special stag and it's going to help her unlock her power then we'll be able to remove the darkness and everything will be great and shiny and everything else um and then we get to uh, uh we get to the reveal that like her her um her best friend shows back up. He's the one that's helped find the stag or whatever. And we get this turn of, 
Um, no, he is actually he's actually the person who you think was his grandfather. He's the one that caused this. He's a madman. He's going to destroy the world. Uh, you need to run away. So she runs away, meets up with her good her good friend again. Uh, we have some more confrontations, and uh, they he uh, basically harnesses her power and shows that he can use it as a weapon. She's able to break his spell essentially, and at the end of the book. Everyone in the kingdom doesn't know where the hell she is. They've run off. They're doing their own thing. And, of course, he's trying to find her. All right. Very basic synopsis. Um, Let's talk about the characters because y'all have already started talking about the main character, Elena. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to jump in there and say yes. Absolutely. I – I'm like you, Sean. I have a hard time with it. It's okay if it first starts out. I cannot believe it's me. No, Mm -hmm. it can't be me. Yeah. But uh, if you're not about halfway through and you're starting to think, no, this is it's obviously me. Like, I obviously have this power. Then I'm like, okay, come on. (laughs) We know it. Everyone else knows it. Can we please get a little smarter about this? So, um, yeah, I didn't particularly care for her. So anything else you all want to throw in about her just in general? Um, I tend to not like single points of view books i like unless the character is super dynamic and there's just like a lot happening um i would rather have multiple points of view because i feel like it fills out the story better and like sean said you're getting more information about the world that the author's building um um but i find elena she's she all I can think of is Bella. <laughs> okay, so when I when I was trying, I was telling someone about this book. I said I'm reading this book, and they're like, "Into based on that film?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, it to me, it is a cross between what did I say? I thought it was a cross between The Hunger Games mm-hmm. and um, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender because of the way that the yeah. the what are they called? They call uh, small sciences. Yeah, the small sciences, the the practitioners of these small sciences. So every yeah. it's not like they they're not magicians. They can basically yeah. bend a certain element or a certain a certain thing. So that's their focus. Um, so that's why I kind of compared it to that. Um, so let's get to the main thing that I was so afraid of was going to happen in this book, and when it didn't happen, it actually gave me some hope. And that is, um, of course, right before um, they get separated, she's like. Oh, do I really like this guy? Like, have, is is he really my love, uh, the love of my life? Like, maybe things could work out between me and my best friend. And then they become separated. We don't know if he survived or not. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we find out, though, there's probably no way that they'll ever get back. You know, there's no way they'll ever see each other, blah, blah, blah. And then we're introduced to the Darkling, and he's handsome and charismatic, and he's he he cares for her and and it's just like obviously she kind of starts to fall for him and i'm just like motherfucker if if, <laughs> if if the first dude shows back up and the rest of this book is literally do i really love him but i like <laughs> this guy i was going to be done i was may, i may not have finished it um but honestly when when his mother says no he's 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 a bad dude uh, you know, he's actually going to try to kill everyone, blah, blah, blah. And then we literally see him show up, kill the stag, put the thing on her neck and is basically just like, 
flip that switch. He doesn't give two shits. She is a tool to be used. I was like, oh, this might actually be interesting because obviously she's not going to have any more feelings for the dude. Mm -hmm. So she can focus on the other guy, which that's fine. If that's, if that's what, you know, if it's kind of, Oh, you know, back and forth, I can handle that. But the stupid ass love triangle, I I'm done. I cannot (laughs) do that with an adult, a young adult book anymore. I'm done with that crap. So I don't like triangles either. And I, because, so the other thing about why I, it's not like I didn't not like this book, but because I've already seen the series, I already sort of have a bigger picture of it anyways, because Mm -hmm. of, how they combine the storylines. Um, but I understand where you're coming from, Sean, with that. Like, if I hadn't seen the series and this is all I'm getting, it would be like, oh, I want more. Um, but yeah, the love triangles, because the chick always picks the dude that's broody and dark and mysterious, mm-hmm. gives her so much drama, and she never picks the steady guy who's nice and, you know, is reliable. But this time she did, and it's nice. And I like that it was pretty, well comparative to the the show it was pretty quick that it happened that she realized that it wasn't that this wasn't he wasn't the guy mm-hmm. uh, yeah and then they give him a name in the in the television series he's got a name so that was interesting too that they chose the darkling does yeah the darkling's okay. got a name in the series too so that was neat um that they chose to give him a name and the way that they uh in the in the tv series Ben Barnes, who plays the Darkling, was adamant that it not be the Darkling that kisses Elena first. It's Elena that kisses the Darkling in the show. So there's this switch of dynamic where she's sort of being the pursuer mm-hmm. in the in the show. So that was interesting to read it from the other point of view of him doing it to her. So is she any more dynamic in the show than she is in the book? So in the show, they purposely make her half shoe. So okay. she's so the the actress is half Asian. So she's an English biracial um, actress. She's mm-hmm. Beautiful. She's really great. They all have English accents except for the Fjordans, who all have this like Russian accent going on. Um, and she um, she does it well. She she has that broody face, and she's you know what I and she's beautiful, like all the Grisha are, and. Uh, yeah, and the kid that get to play Mal, um, Ray and I were yelling at the TV that <laughs> we were going to make it a drinking game. Like every time Mal got hurt and almost died, take a shot because the way <laughs> they set it up, he gets uh, the kid comes this close to death, like almost every episode. And you wonder yeah. how he, he just manages to the heart render comes and magically saves him or something happens where he just survives through this thing that should have killed him like almost every episode. And it's just like either die or stop getting yourself into these situations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm where I'm just done. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But this, but the show, I liked it way better than the book. Way way better. And I really liked the way that they paired the two. I'm still going to read the rest of the series though, to see what else maybe they didn't have time to put in or, um, because of the way they're writing it now that they can't put in mm-hmm. characters they're not putting in because of time or where they're taking the storyline. But yeah. Well, I have to say, I, I liked the world. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with Sean on that. I like, I like this world that they have created where there's this, you know, there's this dark area that no one can get through. Or if you can, it's like super treacherous. Um, I like this idea of, 
like I said, kind of being um, benders or magicians of certain elements or certain abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've always enjoyed that in lots of different, you know, TV series or book series or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm the whole time I'm like, will you shut up and let me, let me let's go see what else is going on. You know, like <laughs> who else is doing cool stuff in this world? Mm-hmm. Um, because so I think people, so many other people, there's yeah. two characters that Ray really liked and you don't, I don't think you meet them in the shadow and bone trilogy. I think it's six, or but I'm not sure. And it's a, she's a heart render. Um, and she's, she's, very charismatic. She knows all the different languages in the world. Like in the, you know, she knows Fjordan and she knows Shu and something else. Um, and she gets captured by these Fjordan assassins because the Fjordans in the book kill Grisha. They think they're witches, so they kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets captured. She's on a ship. She makes, she not seduces, but she sort of manipulates one of the Fjordan guards. And actually, through a series of unfortunate events, they wind up having to survive together. And the two of them together, they like every episode they're in, all I want to see is just the two of them. It's really good. They're dynamic and it's hilarious. But that was one of Ray's favorite parts of the whole show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, anything else you want to throw out? Anything else that stand out for you, Sean? Or? Um, I thought there was a lot of kernels of good ideas in the book mm-hmm. um that just you're not able to realize in a first person perspective mm-hmm. novel you just you can't and it's to me is almost a cheater method mm-hmm. of writing because you can like oh this huge tower and off to the distance and all that that's sparkling and has flying things around it but we're going to carry on down the trail so we're just gonna <laughs> just look at it and then keep walking and i oh i hate that <laughs> so and i found this book was kind of full of little things like that mm-hmm. um i i gotta admit like the darkness was a really good idea to it, it was its own character like yeah. a personification of darkness kind of thing. And I thought that was a really good idea. And the effects of it, they didn't use it as splitting the border between two countries. They, they split a country in half and it's suffering. And I thought that was a, that was a good idea. I I did like that. Um, Once again, could be flushed out. There was a bit of stereotyping in here, especially when it came to the royalty, um, which that's, tired and old um but i don't know like the basis on like the russian basis was kind of neat you don't see too many fantasy novels unless they just don't get translated from russian to english i don't know maybe there's a lot out there that is like based in like russian mythology that just never got translated to english or I can't pronounce the title, so I won't read it. But no, I'm like you. I do like the um, uh, setting, the, the you know, the very Russian-like. Uh, not only the mentality, but just like the setting of where the locations are and everything like that. I I did enjoy that. It was yeah. it's different than a lot of things that you see out there. Yeah, 
So, so. yeah, I, I like that. There, like, there was a lot of kernels of good things in the book, but it just just didn't take off uh, for mm-hmm. me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, one character I did I did like uh, even even after kind of the turn happens uh, was and I cannot remember her name the the tailor who fixes your, like, your body. Genia. Yes. Yeah. I thought she was interesting. I was just like, this is an interesting thing that she could, you know, essentially that's what she does. It's very like, she wasn't a healer. It was just to help improve the way you look or whatever. And I was like, what an interesting, like, I mean, it's totally just, you know, very uh, two dimensional, but it's just like, no, this is how she's carved out her her life or whatever. Of course, you find out it's like, yeah, that she carved it out because that's what the Darkling wanted her to do. And mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, I because I, I, I liked her because she's basically the only real friend at at one point she has, mm-hmm. uh, and then you come to find out it's like, no, you were just playing her too. So, yeah, uh, yeah you did her dirty in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, I but not, I did not like the way the narrator voiced. Jenya, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. She made her kind of sound like really <laughs> and monotoned, and I don't have a range. <laughs> I didn't like that, but yeah. I thought her, like I said, I thought her ability was interesting in the way she kind of carried herself. I was like, okay, that's that. She's kind of an interesting character, but mm-hmm. um, other than that, and I mean, I, I was not. I, I was a little suspect of the Darkling at first, but I'm just like, all right, well, maybe he is. Like, it, it, w- it would be definitely an interesting dynamic if that is what he's legitimately trying to do. It's like, no, my grandfather screwed up royally, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one that fixes it. And I was like, okay, well, that's I can, you know, that's a that's an interesting thread to you know follow. And then it's like, oh no, actually, I'm I'm the bad guy all along. So, um, yeah. yeah, not a not a huge twist there, but. So, mm-hmm. um, so have you read any of the other books, Chris? No, not yet. No, okay. I haven't seen, uh, seen, ugh, I haven't read any of them. I would like to, um, because, uh, just the show, the way they combine the storylines, I, it's, I, I really like it. And the cast for the show is mostly unknown except for, um, Ben Barnes and then the, um, actress who plays Bagra, who is the Darkling's mom is Madame Hooch from the Harry Potter movies. So that was pretty cool. Okay. And I don't remember her name, but it's mostly unknowns. And it, I, I agree with you guys. I love the Russian um, setting. Again, I don't know of any Russian fantasy novels either. Um, and I like how she, Lee Bardugo is actually Israeli. So I thought that was interesting that she chose that setting and like the costumes are gorgeous and, she really stuck to it. And I appreciated the narrator, too, because if I read that book, I would have butchered the names. Mm-hmm. Absolutely butchered them. There's no way I would have probably pronounced any of those right. I didn't even think about that because it does talk about, you know, how some books just like go on and on about food. And mm-hmm. like it, it's almost like it's the most important thing in the book. Uh, she goes on and on about the clothing and stuff. So I would assume the the the. um clothing and stuff in the show is is well done i would hope it would be gorgeous yeah so that's kind of cool so um anything else anyone wants to add like i said we just kind of ran through it there's (laughs) i I get the the feeling 
the pre- that was oh. an underutilized character. Oh, the apparat. Yeah, that's yeah. what it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, the apparat. He seems like he should be really, really important in the novel, but it, it evaporates. There's nothing there. So is he? Is he working? Did, was he working with the Darkling? Because it kind of sounds know. like you have an idea. Okay, yeah. so we don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. It's so. just yeah, he's like just there in snippets, and it's like always seems like he's got something really important to tell her or something like that, and she just keeps buggering off and. I can understand the first time, but it happens multiple times, and that gets old, too. But yeah. it would have been interesting to find out more. Mm-hmm. Well, just, I mean, it to me, and from what it sounds like from y'all as well, it just sounds like, I mean, granted, this book, I think, was only nine hours to listen. It, it's not a super long book. Yeah, it's not super um, long. I tried to pick something that was, like, in and around eight hours. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um <laughs> But it, it, it I, I think maybe it also suffers from maybe the lack of length also causes it to have a lack of there's just not not to depth. make this joke, but a lot of yeah, depth. That's much better to go because I was going to say there's not a lot of meat on the bone for this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but um, <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm with you. It there are definitely some good kernels. There's some there's some interesting ideas that I'd, I would like to see fleshed out. And it's. It's almost like if the rest of the books were, and I was hoping you had already read them, Chris, because I was going to ask, if the rest of the books flesh out the world more, I would probably check them out. But if it's just going to be, oh, no, it's the adventures of these two and how they keep they keep finding the Darkling and then they escape mm. and then they find the Darkling and then they escape. I'm, I'm no, I won't be able to do this. <laughs> I would so. watch the series. Honestly, if you're questioning whether you're going to read on, watch the series because it does. It combines it's like she this the the show bookends the book the the stories. So it starts mm-hmm. first book of Shadowbone and then it jumps to the because it's West Ravka are the other parts of the story too. So they do Ravka where Elena and Mal are from, and then West Ravka, which is across the unsea. So there's characters from that, too, that you see, and it goes back and forth throughout the whole series. So and in the books, they don't interact as characters, but in the okay. show. They do. So it fleshes it out more. So if you've got like a little bit, I'd watch the show for sure, if you're wondering, because I, I that's what ho- wanted. That's why I wanted to read the books. So I will read the rest of them based on the mm-hmm. show. But I still think the show's better because it's more of a fuller story than just reading the books um did y'all so y'all both listen to it on audio as well yeah did you listen to the preview for the next book i'm halfway through it okay Uh, i listened for the preview and literally the preview is is uh they immediately get caught again by the darkling and now it's time to get away and i'm just like (laughs) and uh okay well i'm not really spoiling that much for you but yeah that's what that's where my fear comes in because i'm like okay if this is how the second book starts off and if it just keeps doing this over and over again like i said i'm gonna get tired of this real quick (laughs) so Okay, then like I said, I may I may give the the, the show a a shot just to see. I've, I'm so far behind on shows and stuff though. It's it's crazy. Um, I just don't know when I'm gonna find time to do it. Um, it it's funny that you you t- you you say how different it is just going from 
the book to the, the movie or to the show. And I know this happens a lot, but literally, uh, Christy and I, we were, while we were eating dinner, she put on the movies that made us season two mm-hmm. and they're talking about uh, pretty woman mm-hmm. and the amount of changes and different things that happened to that movie are like it. I mean, the, the kernel of the idea was there originally, but from what it was and what it became went through so much different stuff. And I'm just like, you know, that was with a movie. I can only imagine what was, you know, was changing, you know, for this book and everything else. So, because uh, like I said, I'm sure they probably looked at it and were like, yeah, we'd like to make this the next thing. We need more people, though. <laughs> so, because if we just follow these two running around, it's, you know. Well, and we've all gotten used to um, big ensembles, right? Like right. In big stories that involve lots of different plots happening at the same time. And the the old tradition of only following one main character and having lots of sidekicks. Now, well, since Game of Thrones, right? Like having all those different subplots and you don't always, everybody's a main character, right? Yeah. Everybody's story is important. So I feel like that's where, where we're, what we want as an audience. That's I know exactly I what I was thinking when you said Game of Thrones was, Game of Thrones did that. I was like, no, we need a full cast. Now, 95% of them aren't going to survive, but we need a I full cast. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's important. Yeah. That's yeah. what that, – that makes me fearful if we would ever see a Bobaverse movie or TV series because it would literally – 90% of it would be the same guy being, all right, well, <laughs> I yeah, but there's the roles. a lot of interaction. Yes. In the same role. So I don't think you would have to worry about it. Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Oh, no. I couldn't watch it. That's his choice. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can handle (laughs) Ryan Reynolds for about five, ten minutes, and then I got to shut it off. He's a Canadian god. What are you talking about? I just don't see it. I don't see him as everything. He's got his shtick. He sticks to it, but there's nothing else. He would definitely have to break out because in order to hell just to be the first five bobs, like those are five completely different people. So have to like dig deep because he's been doing the same thing for a long time. Although I am excited to see uh, uh free guy. I think the book is <laughs> have fun with that. So, um, well, if that's it, I guess let's go ahead and, and wrap up me and it being kind of a short show, but it's kind of a short book. So I guess it all works out. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I have nothing to add to this next part because usually this is where we go into what else we've been reading. I have come to this weird place over the last month or so where I just didn't want to listen to anything. Like, or I say that I didn't want to listen to a book. I didn't want to get super involved with something. And I think it's because I'm being pulled into so many projects and so many things that are going on at work and at home. And I'm just like, I need... I need light and simple. So I've literally been listening to a little bit of music here and there. Um, by the way, I was introduced uh, over the weekend to a uh, mariachi version of the Ghostbusters theme. Very interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been going back and listening to our our Prime show, uh, the Epically Geeky show, and I've been going back and listening to those episodes, and they're only about an hour long. Some of them are a little bit longer when we were discussing movies or something. But um, I, I love those food shows. That's what got me hooked on Epically Geeky. Oh, all the fun. <laughs> and we need to do another food show. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, it's it's uh, I just haven't felt like listening to anything. even going back and re-listening to something. It's funny because I'm part of the 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 Bobaverse um, uh, uh, Facebook group, and 
you know, people were like, oh, my God, I just finished it. Oh, my God, I just started it or whatever. And I'm just <laughs> like, all right, maybe I, maybe, maybe when I do finish this project, I'm, I'm you know, I may, you know, kick back into those or whatever. A uh, quick side note uh, earlier today, the Scott Simpson uh, Facebook group, he changed the banner and it's little snippets from all the books. And there's one on the end that everyone's like, what is that book? And he said something to along the lines of uh, we will know in the next two weeks. It's not it's not uh, it doesn't look like it's um, uh, related to anything else that he's done. So it may be another standalone. So because someone did specifically say, is this is this the sequel to the authorities? And he said, nope. Uh, shooting for 20. 20- yeah, Scott. What I yeah, said. I was a little confused Scott there Kingston. too. I'm like, who's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Scott Meyer. I'm sorry. So Scott Meyer. Uh, yeah. So it's not one of the. Um, it's it's doesn't look like it's a continuation of any of the other books he's already done. It may even okay. like I said, it's another standalone. Uh, okay. But someone did ask about the authorities book too, and he said uh, shooting for 2022. Okay. So. So. Good. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't have anything to add. I um, I'm on, I'm on my bed. That is my nightstand. So I got uh-huh. a lot of books. Nice. <laughs> uh, right now, this is from my smut stash. This isn't one of the good ones. The one I read before was way better. This is Seize the Night by Sherilyn Kenyon. I'm I still, still working love you caught your smut stash. I, it is my, it's a box in the basement. That's my smut stash. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, I finished Return of the King months ago but i'm mm-hmm. still working through the back half of it which is all um the like encyclopedic knowledge that tolkien had that man i mean holy crap yeah um and then i these two books that i have here i got for, there's a couple of free libraries around town so this one is the hidden life of trees um which is peter woolen bend i don't know it's a hippie book and then elizabeth gilbert is the signature of all things so the only one i've read of her i've read two of hers one was the memoir um after eat pray love and i've also read eat pray love so i'm interested to see what a fiction from her is like okay and that's what i've been listening and and then i started listening to um after shadow and bone um i started listening to the wizard's butler which is by nathan lowell mm-hmm. um and Ooh. i yeah, I like it. I like it. I think I'm only on chapter seven or eight. Maybe that's what I do next. Yeah, but Quinn and I have been listening to it. Ray's already blown through. He's on like his second or third listen. But Quinn and I are really liking it. It's interesting. And as far as I know, it's a standalone. And I like it because it's not science fiction. <laughs> I needed so a break. So it's not a it's not a series. Right now, no. It's just one book. So I don't know. Like Ray said, he's fine if this ends this way, or he's fine. Um, if there's more, hmm. but it's very interesting so far and I like it. So I'll be listening more and I can't remember who narrates it. Um, but yeah, Tom are- Taylorson. Yes. I'm He's looking at it right now. I literally just added it to my wish list. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's a really interesting take on, um, so it's this, um, army ex army guy who um who he's 30 his name is mulligan and it's that's his last name and he applies for a job um to be somebody's butler and it's this old rich man and he interviews with his niece and his nephew and they're like he thinks he's a wizard just so you know fyi 
And he's like, okay, how much does the job pay? $5,000 a month, and then you get a million at the end of the year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, you did a yeah. good job selling this. Like, I mean, the, the title is already interesting. Oh, but, yeah. But is this guy nuts, or is he a wizard? Legit. Right? Like, you wonder. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, what else have you been reading? Um, if anything. I actually read a book like read a book wow okay it's been a long time so um i read uh, the first novel in the picard series star trek picard uh, oh okay uh last best hope and it basically fills in a lot of the stuff that leads up to picard mm-hmm. the series so it was a quick like i it only took me a couple days to read it i forgot how fast i actually read um but no, it was really good. There's actually two books out. So I finished that one and I just started the second book, The Dark Veil, today at lunch. Um, and it takes place just after, no, about a year after Picard resigns his commission. Mm-hmm. And it's from um, Riker and Troy's perspective on Ooh. Titan. So I've only gotten a chapter into it, but. It's, it's like coming home because I used to read like a no, a Star Trek novel a week kind of thing back mm-hmm. in the day. So, and then I'm listening to Salem's Lot right now. Okay. So, how far uh, in it are you? Um, I'm probably two thirds of the way through it right now. I won't get too much into that because that's one of the, that's your selection. Right. In a couple months. Um. Uh, and it's funny because the the intro or the foreword is by Stephen King in that one. Yes, and it even is. He says his stuff is dated because he writes for the now, mm-hmm. and he isn't kidding. <laughs> like listening to this, it is really dated. Not that I mind some of the stuff, but other stuff is like, yeah, you wouldn't get away with that now. <laughs> probably be lynched but anyway i won't get too much into it i'm i'm semi enjoying it i'm i'm not typically a steven big stephen king fan but uh no it, it's all right it's a little bit different i will tell you he in my opinion he lands this one uh that's the biggest problem with king is you've got a you've got about a 50 50 if he's not if someone didn't co-write it with him you've got a bit of a 50 50 shot of him landing it and it it being okay because sometimes just like oh that was it oh okay i, I guess i guess so so <laughs> so yeah yeah and he'll even tell you that he'll even tell you that um uh he flat out said he he wrote um uh what is uh it's the date and i can never remember the date with the kennedy assassination um he co-wrote that one with his son Please? and he even says the only reason why this book is as good as it is is because he he's like this is the way we end it and he's like oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm yeah I'm I'm be interested to hear everyone's opinion on that because uh, he even says like I think the last thing he said it it's trash, but it's not bad trash. No. <laughs> so well, at least that, he's honest. That was that was his his mother's terms for uh, different books and stuff that he read growing up. That's yeah. trash. <laughs> That's not bad trash. So, 
Uh, well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever it is you uh, watch or listen to the show. Um, you can always find us at epicallygeeky.com, where you can find links to all the shows that we do, including the uh, Epically Geeky Show, the Sustainably Geeky Show, Marginally Geeky, and Creatively Geeky. Um, let's see here. Uh, you can find us on all the social places at Epically Geeky as well. Uh, where can we find you online, Chris? Uh, you can find me here and Epically Geeky and Creatively Geeky and Sustainably Geeky. And we are doing a show on the 5th of August, um, but it's at 10 in the morning <laughs> because Jen will be in Ireland by then. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and on Instagram at Rose and Hummingbird. Sean, where can we find you online? Usually trying to screw with Wikipedia, but I found the new one. I'm trying to screw with WebMD because oh, that – That'd be a lot more fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Facebook and your favorite broken toy on Instagram. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.